Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. An old friend of the show has written his autobiography, uh, partly because, well, mainly because, he's a regular on the show, which is nice. Andy Smart. That's good. And uh, we said goodbye to an old friend today, didn't we? We did. That's right. Uh, Mike Boville bowed out after 20 years. We paid tribute to him. He popped in the studio. One last eating challenge. And uh, we played Pearson about in the pub garden with our friends at Green King. Um, and uh, that went down rather well, so you're going to hear all of that. So enjoy. Good afternoon, Paul. And according to an official report, Manchester's Olympic bid failed mm. uh, back in 2000 because no one wanted to spend three weeks there. I was thinking, who wrote it? Angle de Maria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Tremendous. Of course, it was Damien Green, wasn't it? The uh, the now Tory MP. It was. And Sebastian Haller, what a great quote from him after West Ham have just spent £45 million on him. He said, I will always give 100% and respect the club. I can guarantee. You think, well, that's big of you, isn't it, really? <laughs> they spent £45 million on you. Well, it's, I mean, I think he's, he's possibly making a point about after the last bloke. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Who <laughs> wasn't quite as committed, really, despite saying he was. Now, uh, I was telling you before the show that uh, my wife made the worst Instagram purchase so far. That we, I mean, now, we, we're, people, we're people aren't on, this, look, if yeah. people aren't on Instagram, they won't know that uh, in between all of the kind of uh, pictures of your your mm. many chums on people you stalk, um, they 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 kind of sell they. Well, I, I, I won't call it tat because that's unfair. There is tat in there, but they sell items. They sell items, and, and they tempt you. It's yeah, all, they, it's all based on your algorithms. Oh, okay. And what it, you yeah. like? And Always what you me search. algorithms. Yeah, no, that's what it is. So and, if you um, search something, suddenly the next minute an ad will come up related. To oh, them. yeah, we all know how that works. But and, uh, uh, so they they have um, they've pinpointed you and they've looked at your algorithms and they've come up with what today, Andy? Because well, you do buy wife. a lot of stuff. No, she, I think she's always, she's a bit of an obsession about my teeth. She thinks that they could be whiter. Well, you know, fair enough. Okay, and, yeah. Uh, so well, you are of a certain, it's a good job you've got some left, yeah. really. So she's always looking for products and she came up, she found this thing, it's called the Snap-on Smile. Snap-on Smile? Snap-on Smile. Look and at it, that. It arrived yesterday and basically it's a set of teeth that you, you sort of, you just put in. Okay, like so you put them on over the top. <laughs> over your teeth. How did, but do they? I mean, shit, they don't have to be a proper Not fit out. for your teeth. Well, <laughs> they look really good. Put the bottom ones in. I tried last night, but it makes you rich. 
I don't want to do that on the radio. <laughs> so we have to get a and picture of your news. Bits, we don't even know what they are. There's another bit there. Fantastic. I said, so that is ridiculous. Surely you have to have a mould. I mean, not everybody's teeth are different. You can't have a kind of cure-all thing. I do don't you? know whether this... Is bit, that what you, you put that on the inside? I wonder if that bit keeps that bit Is that like it? a soft mould on it? Is that what it is? No, I don't think so. Is it hard plastic, is it? It's hard plastic, yeah. So we'll get a picture of Andy's new smile. If we just put him in for us again. Can you talk with him in? Oh, I'm Janet Street Forty. <laughs> they do look incredibly white, though. They do look. Simon Cowell, my wife thought. Yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a shocking sight. We will. We will get a picture for oh, you. So, how dear. much did they set her back? How much was oh, the three ninety nine? Oh, blimey! <laughs> what included? I mean, really, whatever promises they made oh, no. to give you the perfect smile for three ninety nine. <laughs> not great, is it really? That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, no. I mean, I think we'd all have a go, but it's not hygienic, is it? Really? Oh, really? We no. should all. We should all get them. <laughs> Fantastic. Three ninety nine for the perfect smile. Put dentists out of business, wouldn't it? It's, it's true. Well done, we'll get a picture for you. Over to the court circular and the Duke of Kent, oh, uh, yeah. the Rob, held an investiture for the British German Association, obviously hoping Boris Becker and Michael Stitch would yeah, turn up. Yeah, he is, honestly, without he the tennis. He's, without, he's bereft. This week... This week, it's, it's a bit like, you know, when, I mean, so when the Lord Mayor's show comes up, mm. that Monday, isn't it, when they're all in the office and they're saying, I, I, I feel I feel bad, but I can't quite put my finger... <laughs> if only there was some kind of description for the way yeah, exactly. the way we feel. To, so yeah. he must feel like that, mustn't he? He must feel... This week, especially with no Wimbledon, he's there every day, isn't I know, he? Bere- I know, mean, he just doesn't know what to do with himself. No. Uh, Harry and Meghan have basically, you know, they've, they've started their own foundation. Oh, are they? Uh, as opposed, they were in with Kate and William with their foundation. Okay. But now you know all the Royal oh, News, do, Andy, yeah. didn't well, you? Yeah. In the Sun, they're very good for the Royal News. And oh, yeah. uh, uh, they've basically poached uh, William and Kate's funding director, Natalie Campbell. Did she issue a come and get me, please? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that tapping up? I think it is. Can, oh, can you have right, Royal tapping it? up? I'm not sure you <laughs> I can. I don't know if you can or not. If, if you've um, been enticed into buying something that felt maybe a bit too good to be true, especially these things when they've got your algorithm, as we said, our former producer, Denny, um, would, would stuff would arrive at his house that he had no memory of buying. He'd come in slightly tired and emotional <laughs> after a night out and then get on these sales channels and then three days later, bloke knocks on the door and says, uh, Mr. Boris, a uh, parcel for you. And, then, and he said, it can't be for me. And he'd completely forgotten he'd bought it. Yeah. And he bought some real tat, didn't he? He did. I'm looking forward, actually, to tonight's uh, drinks with Mike Bovo. And, yeah. Uh, I saw Danny earlier. I said to him, are you coming? So I'm looking forward to seeing him propped up against the wall. Yeah. He's, norm- he's normally carried from, the, carried from the venue like James Brown, <laughs> isn't he? After about an hour. He's a very small man with not a, a, a great capacity to drink, unfortunately. But anyway, we'll, he'll, he'll be doing his party piece I'm sure so yes Mike Boville joins us for the last time moves on after uh, 20 years I think he was only only, only here for a couple of weeks it was a temporary job (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport now um, over the years we've been doing this a regular visitor uh, to the studio has been Andy like Smart. The furniture. He is, and <laughs> in a good way. Okay. Andy Smart is uh, an occasional table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is a regular with the Comedy Store players. So you, you catch out the Comedy Store in London um, uh, twice a week. Uh, he is a, um, a bit of an adventurer. Andy first got to know him through their involvement on televised American football when he was That's in correct. the Vicious Boys. Yeah. Um, and from that, he's been a regular, say, visitor to the studio, uh, telling some of 
of his yarns. Normally a, a subject will come up and, and Andy will have a story <laughs> off the back of it. And that was noted by a publishing company. Yeah. Uh, and they F- Philip him. Carroll. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's give him a name check. Philip he, Carroll, yeah. He was listening yeah, yeah. to you, Andy, um, one he afternoon was. on the show and uh, they got in touch. Yeah, well, I told a story about hitchhiking to Ben Nevis for a bet and I had 48 hours to get from Liverpool to the top of Ben Nevis and back. Uh, they took all the money off me, the lads that I'd had the bet with. And uh, I managed to do it. And I told that story, thank you <laughs> for letting me do it. And he heard it. And then uh, we had a, a lunch. And uh, and then he got me uh, an editor, Donna Wood. And then uh, it all suddenly became very real. And yes. I had to write it all and you down. Had to, and then you had to write I had a to book. write 70,000 words in four months. Yeah. It kind wow. of flowed though, didn't it? It did, yeah. Because I've told most of the stories on stage mm. at some point. Um because when you're comparing, you, and if you do the same club week after week, you can't just sort of go out and do the same material because people come back regularly. So yeah, I would tell stories from my past, and and now they're they're all in the book, really. It's uh, it's called a hitching time, and it yeah. tells other stories of uh, hitchhiking, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, around yeah. the world. Well, I did seventy two thousand miles in in six years between seventy seven and eighty three. So and you did keep a record. I of kept them. a log, yeah, and uh, That's amazing. Yeah, I've only got sort of bits of the log now but um uh, i've lost bits uh, with moving houses down again but i've still got yeah i've still got most of it did you have a technique was it sort of you know well there's lo- yeah <coughs> lots of tricks like yeah i used to have a, a, a when i used to, uh, to hitch i'd have, always have a car bit of cardboard with a and then with a marker pen i would write mm. the destination on the top half and please on the bottom half and uh and then i would um and that used to get me extra lift. I'd always wear a smart jacket, even if I was like wearing jeans. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. So that would make the difference, well, would it? Would. People, yeah. Yeah. People people would stop. Right, I mean, yeah. at the time, there was three million unemployed mm. in, in the sort of late seventies, early eighties, and everyone was hitchhiking. There was sometimes you turn up and there'd be like twenty people at the start of the M1 trying to get north somewhere. Yeah. What about a dinner jacket? That might really I, did, I did actually used to wear a tuxedo. When, when I went to... <laughs> See, that would put me off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick you up. But it was oh, about ten, mind, si- it was ten sizes too big for me, so yeah. it, it, looked like, uh, it looked like David Burnham, you know, <laughs> <laughs> talking. So, um, and you know the best places to, to, to get a lift. Well, you yeah, that's, the best that's why I kept the log. Yeah. I kept the log so that I would, I would know where the best junctions were for picking lifts up and where the worst junctions were. I mean, Junction 7, on the uh, mm. on the M6 is is the the, the, the death of most hitchhikers. It's, there used to be poems and, and really tragic stories written in biro on the back of the motorway <laughs> sign where people. So why was it over. so bad? Then Andy? I think it's because it's in the apex of where the A uh, the M6 meets the M5. Right. So uh, people are, are only going really to Warsaw if they come off or go on at that junction <laughs> no one wants to go to Walsall no, no. don't you start doing a, <clears throat> a Damien Green for Manchester he is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't be I love Walsall he I loves Walsall of course, of course. and this is a um, a kind of pan-European isn't it because you well yeah then then the, the, the main story is the uh, hitch that I did in 82, which was uh, I, I, I had this unrequited love affair with this woman who didn't really want to know anything about me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'd had the riots in Liverpool and it was, a, you know, it, it was 45% unemployment in Toxis where I lived. So it was just, I needed to, I needed to get uh, out of Liverpool. So I decided to sell everything and, and hitchhike around Europe mm. uh, for the summer. 
and it was the uh, Spanish World Cup. So I, 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 on my birthday, the 16th of June, it was England <clears throat> versus France in Bilbao. So that was the main yeah. aim of the, of the trip. So I set off in uh, the start of June and just sort of headed south, really. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it, to yeah. be able to do that? And you've met along the way. I mean, generally, <laughs> you've met a few... You've met a few weird people. A few weird people. A few weird people. Yeah. Few weird you, people you tell but your were, stories. You, you take something from every lift. I mean, that was yeah. the joy of hitchhiking. I mean, it's, it's a shame that people can't do it now because uh, I think people are just scared now but I mean you got to meet so many different people you got to hear different uh, points of view you got to to learn things from almost everyone you gave you a lift would tell you something interesting and um and I I I, I used to get bored of saying telling the same story over and over so I would just make it up that I was like a dry stone wall builder or <laughs> I'd tell them that I was a mole catcher and I was you know there was, there was big infestation down in Norfolk and that's where I was headed and I was, but just, people take you in don't they at different times you know you, they, they say where you're headed for it's a cold night and people say oh look come and stay at our place and there'd be a concern about doing that now but yeah you know you were trusting and you yeah. did that and generally you well yeah you came up came up trumps, i mean i was you? i was in a position of privilege being you know a, a, a white male but yeah. you know I, I don't think there were as many w- women hitchhiking but it was um yeah people would just uh, just say look you're not going to get a lift why don't you come and stay and it was uh, there's a couple in the book and one of them was uh um I, I was hitching back from my first ever edinburgh and um uh, got picked up by two young lads, a guy called Billy and his and his brother, and they said, "Look, you're not going to get a lift past Selkirk. That's where we're going. Why don't you come and stay at ours?" And it was a big house with, and they took me in, and it was like about one in the morning. They said, "We'll tell our parents that you're that you're staying," and they put me in the African room, which was this massive bedroom <laughs> with like with like masks and shields wow. and 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 assegai on the wall, and um, they said breakfast at eight thirty, but I didn't have a watch, so I didn't know what the time was, but I could hear people moving about, so I got up and washed me washed my face and yeah hair, went downstairs and there was a bloke cooking breakfast in 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 the kitchen in his dressing gown and i said uh hello and he went oh you're the uh, you're the hitchhiker then and he turned around and it was sir david Steele. <laughs> no. and i just yeah <laughs> really? yeah wow and uh and lady Steele made me a, a whole uh, bag of sandwiches for oh, my well, trip take, back to liverpool to yeah. take on the road <laughs> yeah. fantastic but it's mad things like that happened to, oh, you must have saved yourself a lot of money too, really. Well, um, yeah, well, but he didn't I, have the money to save. I didn't know, but I mean, in terms I was of, on, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a lot of the time I was I was on the dole and um, <laughs> through choice, actually. Yeah, but, um, as all bohemian poets were at the time, uh, we used the seventeen pounds a week to live on to uh, to write our poetry and uh, and live that bohemian lifestyle. So and pretend we were Jack Kerouac. So. <laughs> That was there, now, when you were living in Liverpool, you were at yeah. a university in excuse me, <clears throat> yeah. in Liverpool, and um, you, you spent a lot of time out there and got to love the place. And you you, yeah. you uh, would go to Liverpool games, but to raise the money on a Saturday morning, you had an interesting method. Yeah, well, uh, Station A, which was sort of the central Liverpool police station, uh, on a Saturday morning, we, if you we found that if you walked up and down between about ten thirty and eleven. They'd always want someone for a police line up around there, <laughs> <laughs> and you used to get two pounds for a police line up. And uh, me and Jed Smith and Jed McCormick, we used to go <laughs> down there, and the police would come out and go, "Oh, not you three again! All right, come on then." <laughs> And we'd all go in, and then we'd stand in the line, and, and me and Jed would have competitions to see if we could get picked. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing, is it, really? It's not clever. No. Um, and then one time we were in there, and the policeman came in, and he said, right, uh, before I bring the uh, accused in, I want you all to take your shoes off. And, we, and I just went, why? 
<laughs> and he went, well, because he's got blood all over his. And we went, well, he obviously did it then, didn't he? <laughs> and he went, yeah, but we need an identification. So we all had to take our shoes off and show her wow. the potatoes in our socks. So you used to uh, use that money to go and buy tickets to well, go that and is, Yeah, then, that was like, then it was like uh, 15p on the bus to Anfield. It was yeah. £1.50 to get in the cop. And then, uh, and then you'd have... Uh, Money to a bit of money for a hot dog and and, and bus trip home. Oh, yeah. God, man, the kids are listening. Yeah. Two one, pounds, one pound fifty is plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Was well, great, it was. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, what was it? Twenty five p a pint in those days. So, oh. Yeah, you get four, you get eight pints for two quid. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's good. And um, that was a good Liverpool side. You went in some of those great oh, glory, man. glory nights in Europe. You got to, didn't you? Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that, I can remember when they lost to Forest in the semi final. Mm. Um, Shilton saved a penalty, I think. And um, I've never seen twelve thousand grown men cry before. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> the whole of the cop was just sobbing that they'd gone out of the. It was. I mean, they were so emotional on the cop in yeah. those days. But you got the, the St Etienne game, didn't you? The, were you at that one? No, 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 no. That was that was seventy six. So that was just before. That was right. just before I went up there. Oh, okay. But I'd, the... I'd seen that one, and 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 that was like every European night up there. After that, it was Alle La Rouge. Yeah, yeah. La Rouge. Mm. That was the big chant, and um, I was there for the, uh, the the Super Cup, the European Super Cup, with Kevin Keegan came back with Hamburg. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they, I think it was one one or two two the first leg, and they got back to Anfield, and it was sixth uh, of December, and it was it was a thick fog, and mm. you couldn't see the halfway line, but the referee decided that they'd have to play it because Hamburg had a, a Saturday game, and they didn't want to wait around an extra day, and. Um, after uh, it was two nil after I think after uh, half time and uh, we but we were shouting to the Annie Roden from the cop what's the score what's the score because they, 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 you, know, they, you couldn't see the ball we couldn't see you couldn't on. see what was happening at all and then there was a bloke at the front of the cop when they kicked off the second half Liverpool were attacking the cop and every time they got near the goal this bloke would just raise his arms and the whole of the cop would go yes as if they'd scored <laughs> and afterwards we were in the pub and these guys from the Annie Road end came in and they were, they thought it had been they thought we'd won 17-0 from, <laughs> from the cheers that had gone up wasn't Farnborough a bit of an anti-climax though after all that <clears throat> well no because when I came back from Liverpool back to London then I didn't want to go see any of the, the, the sort of the first division um, London clubs so I went back to because I used to go I used to cycle up and watch Farnborough when I was like 13 uh, when they were still playing at Reading Road in those days and then uh, I followed them on all their big cup campaigns to Billa Ricky and to, to <laughs> Hitchhiking, Yeovil. obviously. Hitchhiking, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy Smart's with us. We're chatting about his uh, autobiography, A Hitch in Time. It's out on the 20... 25th. 25th. It's, month, it's available yeah. to pre-order. And it, interestingly, it's published by... The AA. The AA have published <laughs> it. They've got out of A to Z <laughs> in these uh, Waze app times and they've gone into... They've gone uh, into, into travel books now. Yeah, yeah, proper travel books. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I very much enjoyed the thing that was serialized in The Sun this morning. It's a sort of a memoir, an autobiography of a guy that did the puppets in Rainbow. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. and it's quite funny. But he, there was a lot that went on behind the scenes. Oh, a lot that, that went on behind the scenes. necessarily expect. No, but this bit, like, for example, he said, when filming Rap for the Week on a Thursday, Ronnie says, Rod, Jane and Freddie enjoyed getting lashed with host Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't imagine that at all, can you? Really? I suppose, really, if you think about you're doing that kind of job, you've, you know... You've, you've got to just <clears throat> yeah. let yourself off the uh, off the leash now oh, and again. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if they just mm. if he actually the bloke in bungle had gone up the pub in the bungle outfit and just <laughs> stood there, it would have been even better, wouldn't <laughs> it? Be better. And then uh, there's been a bit of a controversy at the RAC club, which apparently they've linked to the Queen. She's the patron, mm -hmm. but this is to do with the Turkish bath. Yeah, and uh, I, it, it, I, I've been there. I used to use that Turkish bath, Did and you? it is. I mean, it's, you get a lot of old blokes there, and they do all walk about in the nude. Really? And of course, now they've allowed women into the club. Women have objected. I think it's fair enough, really. They're, so men now have to wear swimming trunks, which I think well, well, basically I'm, is a lot better I'm, for everybody I'm all, all for that from the picture you painted, Andy. <laughs> yeah, so listen, a momentous, a momentous <laughs> day is. here at TalkSport. A sad after, day, I think. After 20 years... We, we bid farewell to someone that's popped up on this show over the years many, many times. In, in, in recent years, he's been driving the business forward elsewhere as, as the boss of TalkSport 2. But Mike Boville was a regular voice. Where would we have been with that goal of the Emirates? Mike Boville, those crushing moments in my life. <laughs> and Arsenal me. got another so 94-minute sporting goal. It would, oh, this got you. Um, you hang on there, nil, 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 good, nil, nil, great, good, nil, nil. And Adrian Durham, you knew. Set your watch with it. That's it. Yeah. And you'd be very excited. And then we always hoped that one day on breakfast, Mike Boville would get sent to Yeovil, so we'd have, from Alan, Mike Boville at Yeovil. But we never did quite get that. But Mike, good afternoon. You've joined us in the studio. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. There we are. 20 years, man and boy, you, you leave us. It's very sad. Yeah, it, yes, it is. Yes. It yeah, is. set me off, boys. <laughs> but to me, your finest hour, and the listeners won't know what you did, but it, they'll have heard what you did, which was your work in the 2014 World Cup, where you basically, along with Kay, masterminded our coverage in a difficult country to do it in vast distances. You incredibly, you had so much to deal with behind the scenes, and I thought you were incredible. That's, that's the only that thing I've still got the heart problem to yeah. prove it as yeah. well. Yeah. And the only thing really that you got wrong was you underestimated the time for us to get to the airport. <laughs> yeah. And point. I nearly wet myself. And he nearly wet himself, but that was it. Mike Boville said to me, uh, this time of night, Mike, traffic don't look good. How long will it take to get to the airport? He said, yeah, 40 minutes tops. I said, okay, 
I'll have another beer then. Yeah, that was a mistake. So uh, <laughs> two and a quarter hours later, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to have to do it out the window. That's appalling. Has anybody got a bottle? I just about made it. I was in a bad way. But now I'm not blaming you solely for that. You got for a whole World Cup was the only thing that didn't uh, go right. Now, um, say a familiar voice on the station, Mike. And, and uh, Andy, I think we've, we've got a couple of little Yeah, moments. we thought we'd pay tribute to you with a few couple of clips that we've yeah. done. Oh, good. Yes. 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 Thanks. Uh, you've worn many hats here at TalkSport. And here's an example of your fine... Match reporting. Peter Crouch now ready to uh, be uh, the man to replace uh, Gareth Bale. His uh, foot has been, the leg has been put in a protective, uh, 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 he's really uh, in a lot of trouble it looks as though now. <laughs> Didn't want to say the word cast. Yeah, and, and that's why I stopped being a match reporter. <laughs> and cast actually wasn't the only word you had a bit of an issue with over the years. Uh, he took one of his clubs that he used in his 90s, in his heyday of the mid-90s, took it to them and said, build me one of those. Uh, they did it to exactly the same. He's, he's ignored all the technical... 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 <laughs> we, we know what you meant. Yeah. And he's, course, he's leaving to become the presenter of the new Tomorrow as well, which is slightly worrying. Oh, one, one for the kids. One yeah, for the of course. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. And, of course, for many years, you brought us <clears> the sports <throat> news eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Talk Sport Sports Update. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm Mike Bovo. Here we are. <laughs> that one wasn't my fault. No, no of course, course it not was. my fault. No, it was just the sports news eventually. <laughs> and occasionally, oh, yes. Andy would rope you in to supplying the backing vocals for one of his uh, sports themed karaoke cover versions. <laughs> you may recall this. Backing vocals are better than the actual vocals. <laughs> That's true. Here we go. We're playing the full thing, are we? Well, well only until we get to the mics and then we can fade it. Okay. Out. The less you hear of me, the better. Here we go. Stop your messing around. <laughs> better think of your future. <laughs> Time you straighten right out. <laughs> oh. Problems in town. I think I had a cold. Uh, uh, Rooney. There we are. You're always game, though, right? You never said no. So, <laughs> well uh, done. Yeah. Um, and we eating challenges over the years. This all started when mm. Sam Hamam, the then Wimbledon owner, uh, sent us in some sheep's testicles to try on air. I can't mm. remember why that was. Yeah. And. Um, I tried one. You wouldn't touch it, would you? Over well, a bit years years ago, I know, I know. Yeah, you were probably longer than that. You wouldn't eat one, Andy. I tried one. Bit pappy for me. Well, it wasn't bad. That was heavily spiced. But you had them like Pringles, Mike, didn't you? You had about four or five, like they, the Godfather they, they, they by were, the end. They were marinated in a very nice sauce, very nice tomato, spicy tomato sauce. Yeah, I seem to strawberry yeah. fluff, which was the strawberry. This was thing the sweetest thing on chocolate earth. Water. Chocolate, chocolate water, chocolate water. You tried for us the raw onion. You ate a raw. You tried like the world onion. We tried to break record. the world record for uh, eating a raw onion. <laughs> uh, failed, and I had this is how long ago it was because obviously I'm a very happily married man. Yeah, uh, Mrs. Boville is a very lucky woman. Uh, <laughs> Ten years we've been married this year, so pre Mrs. B, yeah. and I was going on a date that night which funnily enough didn't go very well <laughs> <laughs> raw onion and then the other the thing that we had George Foreman and we cooked beautiful fillet steak but we didn't invite <laughs> yeah, we didn't invite no, you exactly. in and they're going well I'm the official taster at the yeah. Hawksby and Jacobs show yeah. where's my fillet steak one <laughs> final eating challenge during Wimbledon we kept talking about doing this in Wimbledon so slightly later than we'd hoped a week or so but some uh, chancer had come up with the idea of strawberries with salad cream 
He said oh, it would work. Now, I would imagine his version of it is uh, a, a, a kind of more interesting concoction. All we've basically done is uh, gone down the local supermarket, bought some strawberries, bought some salad cream. I'm afraid salad cream, Andy and I can't try it because it makes us dry heave. Oh, it's, <laughs> neither of us can eat it. But... Um, do you, do you mind either of those kind of ingredients generally? Or? Salad cream, I don't mind. Stor- strawberries, I quite like. Okay. Strawberries and salad cream. <laughs> well, we're about to find out. Did... I've just come. I've yeah. had a, just been taken out for lunch by one of our uh, Talksport colleagues. Yeah. A very nice lunch down by the river, uh, just by Tower Bridge. Three courses. And now you're expecting me to well, eat strawberries eat and salad, salad cream. cream. You just, I'm just try one, Mike, for old times' sake, to take right, us home. On. Here Let's we go: this. the strawberry and the salad cream. You, you've got to go all in. I'm going to dip. He's this dipping it in. He's dipping strawberry all over the salad cream. Right? Are we? Are we ready? We're ready yeah. to go. Are we ready? Yeah. Here we go. Because when I used to do these things many years ago, there weren't cameras in the studios, but that's all changed now. <laughs> this is going to live on in social media, isn't it? Here uh, we see if it works as a combo, Mike. Do you know what? I've had worse things. Really? I have, I've had worse things with you two. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely had worse things. That's not... Actually, I'm going in for a second. Oh, look oh at that. Oh, well, that backfired. <laughs> He's basically found something he likes now. That's it. So, uh, it's brilliant. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We play a bit of a game normally. That's become the uh, tradition over the last... A couple of months. Mm. Uh, we dust down an old game from uh, from the vaults. Yes. And this afternoon, it's the geography-based quiz, which sees two talk sport listeners uh, pit their wits against each other in a, in a game we're calling Pearson About. Yeah, well, um, Of course, <laughs> Nigel, Nigel Pearson, of course, uh, fantastic football commentator. Man, you'll know if you're a Speedway darts, fan or a Speedway. darts fan. Yeah. Uh, it takes uh, Nigel to many different far-flung corners of the world, always mm-hmm. find right. sports broadcasting. And uh, he just likes to set a bit of a quiz for the listeners to see mm. what their geography is like based on the clues from where Nigel is in yeah. the world. And where am I sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's as simple mm. as that. We've got two contestants going uh, head-to-head. Uh, Barry uh, in uh, Brentford. Good afternoon, Barry. Good afternoon. Barry, you, heard, you ever heard this before or not? No, I haven't, no. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll pick it up. 15 years. We've not run it for a long time. Uh, Graham, the Manchester United fan in Warrington. Hi, Graham. Hi, doing? You OK? Yeah, we're not too bad, Graham. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll tell you what, boys, let's just basically explain how it's going to go. Nigel Pearson-ish. Nigel, I'll explain more later. We'll be telling you where he is in the world. And uh, when you think you've guessed where he is, just shout your name, Graham or Barry, and then we'll stop it, and you can have your guess. You can have as many guesses as you like. It's as simple as that. We're going to have three uh, of Nigel's uh, little trips on the road, and uh, hopefully we'll have a winner at the end of it. Oh, yeah. So, don't forget, when you think you know where Nigel is, shout your name uh, nice and clear. We'll stop, and uh, we'll find out whether you've called it right. So, we used to test their names. So we, so they should we do that? Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Could you shout your name out for us, Barry? Yeah, Barry. That's good, yeah, yeah. And Graham, give it a go. Graham. Yeah, good, okay. A bit more matter-of-fact, not quite as excitable. You hear a lot about people when they (laughs) shout their names out, don't you? A bit self-conscious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham's Graham's business-like, isn't he? Yes, he is. Barry's a bit flighty. (laughs) Barry! (laughs) Graham. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so here we are then. Here's uh, here's the first place where Nigel is uh, piercing about. All right, fellas. Well, uh, I'm in a European capital city... Built on the banks of the Vistula River, 
and uh, you find me currently standing outside the tomb of the unknown soldier that was built here not long after World War One. And I think there's an eternal flame that burns at this Graham. monument. So, oh, I, 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 Graham, I think it was, was that Graham. I think it was Graham, wasn't yeah. it? More excitable, yeah. Graham, when the chips are down. <laughs> Clearly, not quite as businesslike. <laughs> what do you think, Graham? Uh, I think it's in uh, Warsaw. You think he's in Warsaw? Okay, in mm, Poland. Okay. Well, let's 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 listen listen on. One, and I think there's an eternal flame that burns at this monument. So let me just take a look for you, fellas, while I'm here. Yep. There it is. The flame is still alive. <laughs> and uh, this city plays host to an annual Speedway Grand Prix, which was won this year by Leon Madsen of Denmark in a thrilling final. And, of course, Andy Jacobs by thrilling. I don't just mean that he got to the first corner first and that was that, although it... Um, <laughs> It kind of was, really. Anyway, it's a great sport, you know, and this city loves its speedway. Yeah. It's okay. a city that suffered great damage in World War II, Indeed. but I'm afraid not as much damage as West Brom suffered in the playoff semi-finals last season. <laughs> Famous sons of this city include Frederick Chopin, the brilliant composer, yeah. and Marie Curie, the first woman to win a Nobel Prize. And, and uh, <laughs> this city's name also bears a striking resemblance to a place name in the West Midlands, not far from my home in the black country, and it hosted a Euro 2012 semi-final. So, where am I piercing about? Where is he piercing about? Uh, Graham said Warsaw in Poland. Let's find out if that's right. That's right. No mistake at all. There we are. Oh, Graham well done, goes Graham. One, one, one nil to uh, Graham. Come on, Barry. You can bounce back. Very, very good. Actually. Shout your name. Shout your name clearly when you've worked out where Nigel is. Here we go then with uh, city number two. Well, fellas, you find me now in a major city that's been used heavily as a setting for film and TV production, especially since the 1980s, including Christopher Nolan's Batman films and Transformers, Robots in Disguise. Uh, sorry about that, fellas, just regressing to my love of dodgy cartoons there. Now, I spend a lot of time on TalkSport in the so-called second city of Birmingham watching top-quality football and uh, I'm watching Birmingham City as well. But there's a well-known place here called The Second City, which is a theatre opened in 1959 and became known as the birthplace of improvisational comedy. Gotta tell you, boys, I've just been inside to watch a full show, and I can only say... Graham! That you oh, Graham! Oh, Graham, you shouted then. Where do you think it is? I've got to go away. Do you think? Oh, then we're, Chicago. Chicago. we're losing the line. Chicago. Uh, yeah. Well, look, let's find out. Let's find out if you're right. And I can only say that you couldn't have scripted it. Sports teams here include the the Blackhawks, White Sox, and the Fire. And a famous band took its name from the city. A band who were at the top of the hit parade in 1976 with a song that I sang to Solomon Rondon when Newcastle United took him on loan at the start of last season. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. So, where am I piercing about now? Well, let's find out. Let's find out if Graham was right. That's yeah. right. No mistake at all. No mistake at all. Honestly, it's brilliant. I don't know the answers, and I, I didn't get that one. Well, you would have got the, the White Sox and yeah, the Black Yeah, would have done after that, but not as quickly yeah. as Graham did. So, come on, Barry, for pride, you can still do it. Shout your name out before Graham does. This is the third and okay. final city in Pearson about. 
Well, fellas, I'm now in a city that is one of only four cities around the world designed with the same layout of a central city square, four complementing city squares surrounding it, and a parklands area that embrace the city centre, like Philadelphia, Savannah in Georgia, and Adelaide, the others that look just like this place. Now, I was led to believe that a certain river flowed through this city, but on arrival, I discovered that it's the River Avon that this city is built on, and not the River Mistake, which is located in the district, but not here, so no mistake at all here, I'm afraid. <laughs> now, this part of the world is known as the gateway to the Antarctic, and Ernest Shackleton is said to have used the nearby port of Littleton to begin expeditions to the South Pole, and that, I imagine, must have been a little chilly for all concerned. <laughs> Not the right place, right time for me, I don't think. Maybe the Hawthorns is colder on a January afternoon, but I would love to have been here in 1974 when the Commonwealth Games came to this city, where Precious McKenzie won the flyweight weightlifting with a lift of 215 kilos. I couldn't have lifted it, fellas. So, Graham. where am I, Pierce? Graham. Okay, let's. Uh, where do you think he is? Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with whoa, Bar Barry. Getting too excited there, Barry. What, what, uh, <laughs> I'm, what, gonna go, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Christchurch. Christchurch says. Games. Christchurch says Barry. That's, I think we just finish up. Here. Graham. Graham. Oh, Graham what, said Christchurch. What did Barry say? What did Barry? You said Dunedin, didn't you, Barry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Dunedin for Barry. Graham said Christchurch. Uh, let's find out. Oh, we haven't played the end of it. Sorry, we haven't. No, okay, no, it doesn't matter. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, we have played. We got to the end of it. <laughs> Did we? And uh, that's. Uh, <laughs> well, was Barry's uh, answer right? Of course, when he said Dunedin. Oh, it's gone wide. It's gone wide. Oh, it's gone wide. But what about you, Graham? Did you get it right? That's right. No mistake at all. Three nil yeah, to three Graham nil. in the end. Three nil. Oh, poor old Barry there. Poor what a great, old Barry. Yeah, what a great shame. It's the taking part. It is. Counts, it as is. Baron von Just, Kubertan once said. Yeah, that's it. Um, Barry, unlucky. Congratulations, Graham. Uh, brilliant work there. Three nil. <laughs> Not that I'm comparing this to the Olympics, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we should thank. Of course, that wasn't Nigel Pearson, but it was a great sport and, and doesn't mind us doing it. That was the the brilliant Ian Danter, who uh, well gave us his very own uh, Pearson about. So there we are. Uh, a clean sweep for Graham. Manchester United three. Brentford nil. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And uh, yes, yeah, always very interesting here in the pub garden. Anything can happen at any well, one moment. You might, <laughs> There seem to be uh, some <laughs> Cossack um, yeah. singing group. I brought them back from Russia last just, year. Just passing yeah, through. They... Yeah, yeah. They like to entertain people in the pub garden. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Other people obviously not so keen. They <laughs> <laughs> really. So anyway, um, later on we're going to be chatting about the yeah. uh, excellent new uh, cricket film, The Edge. Uh, but before that, another cricket-related story. And of course, the um, Change.org um, uh, petitions have been put to great use, I think, in, uh, in uh, recent years. And who's to say that this isn't another example of that? Because after the fantastic uh, victory for England's uh, men in the World Cup at the weekend, one cricket fan is hoping to change the name of Stoke-on-Trent to um, Ben Stokes-on-Trent. Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> and he's putting a petition together and he wants your help. <clears throat> His name is Dan North. Good afternoon, Dan. Good afternoon, chaps. How are you? All right? Yeah, so you look. You need obviously a hundred thousand signatures to get this debated in in Parliament. And now, how's it going so far? 
Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit off the mark at the minute. Uh, you know, I think we're nearly at like 200 at the moment. So, uh, yeah, every ticket counts really at the moment. Okay. Obviously, need, need 100,000 for it to be debated in Parliament. Right. Um, but I don't know if, if, if I need, because I put it on there, obviously, to go to the UK government. But I don't know how many it needs to obviously go to like Stoke City Council because maybe it's on their level that they might need to sort of do it. Well, I think I think I, I think the people, yeah, they, they, they may have something to say about you're, it. You're not from Stoke, though, are you? No, I'm not. No, I'm speaking. You've already tough in the accent. Not from up north. But I'm from Essex. Okay, you're from Essex, and of course, yeah. Ben Stokes is, isn't from Stoke either, is he? No, but obviously his 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 name <laughs> is a well, obviously yeah, Stokes, obviously Stoke on Trent. You know, why yeah. not? Have you have you actually spoken to anybody from from Stoke on Trent? Whether whether they're on board with this yet, Dan? Have you had, you had a chat with them? Uh, I think I well, I know someone from Leek, uh, which is like just outside, and she was like, "Yeah, go for it." Did you and say Leek or Leeds? Leek. No, Leek. Oh, good. Leek. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. My dog is not that bad. No. Yeah. So she no. she doesn't mind the idea. So someone, it's good. To, I think that might be quite a good thing to take to uh, Stoke. Uh, county Council or whatever they're called these days, the local mm. authority, and say, "Well, I know someone from Leek, and they they seem quite happy with it." So, um, <laughs> it, look, let's be honest, Dan. I don't want to I don't want to burst your bubble, but I can't see this happening. I mean, but they said that about Boaty McBoatface, didn't they? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but that's still, that's still. Look at how many signatures that got. Yeah, but I know. I, I think I think I think this, this that, that moment on Sunday has just inspired basically the next generation of cricketers and the next generation of cricket fans. Mm. So why not name? You know, it's such a powerhouse of a city that is Stoke-on-Trent after the big man himself. Isn't there a place called Barstow that could become Bearstow? Uh, they, well, yeah, here's, they... the thing. here's the thing. Someone also, because it's fine in the group chat, basically. We've also said that if, sorry, not if, but when we win the Euro <laughs> next year, yeah. um, basically we're going to change it to uh, not just Ben Stokes-on-Trent, we're going to change it to Ben Stokes-on-Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, I can. I think they'll right. go for that. like an addition thing. Yeah. Just, okay, we've got Ben Stokes on Trent. It's like, no, we can add things to this as we go on. Barstow is a city in San, Berdi- San Bernardino County, California. You're not going to get them on board. They're not going to be <laughs> celebrating that. So, are you, were you a cricket fan before the, the weekend? Do you, know what? Do, do you know what? In all honesty, not as like big as I like am now. Wow. That way. So, like, it's not like I right now. I'm like, do you know what? Like, I'm, I'm thinking about going to like the World Cup in India in like 20 whenever it is. So you but, got into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I've, I've watched it sort of like here and there, like maybe have it in like the background now and again, but, you know, like I'll be watching every single Ashes game now because of it. So well, I, look, I, yeah, I you could start with Middlesex v Essex tonight at Lords if you get in. Yeah, you, you might struggle to get a ticket. Yeah. Yeah, get down and watch a, an Essex game. That'll get you in the mood. I've, um, I've been to a few T20s. Been, and then we, even, even like on Sunday, I just had a chat with people. They said, look, do we do fans are going down? Because obviously Chelsea's going down the road. So, Well, look, yeah. good luck, Dan. Uh, good, no, good luck with it. Let's hope you get the 100,000 signatures no, right. you need to get to even get it discussed. There we are. Dan North, who wants to change the name of <laughs> Stoke-on-Trent to Stokes. <laughs> Well, he got on a national on paper and Trent on Talk Sport. Alexander Arnold. <laughs> can't be bad. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Nigel Pearson got in touch. I meant to say on air, Nigel Pearson got in touch and enjoyed it. Oh, good. He was listening, so uh, that, that was good news. Uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.